Good morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. I'm Jenna Wolf, Nick Wright, Kevin Wilds, Greg Jennings with us. Coming up on a Thursday morning, this America might be Nick Wright's most fired up show ever. Here's why. Number wow. one, is Taysom Hill the next Lamar Jackson? Number two, is LeBron not even a top five player? And number three, is Dak a better deep passer than Patrick Mahomes? Three inflammatory questions. We're going to get to all of of them. Strap in, get get comfortable. We, we, however, are going to start with our top story. Let's calm things down for just a bit. And that is Cam Newton. Cam continuing his quest to quarterback an NFL team. The 31-year-old free agent quarterback released a very well-edited Martin Scorsese-esque video of himself working out yesterday. Unfortunately, unfortunately, though, the caption, harder to decipher than my five-year-old's handwriting. Either way, Cam looked eager, willing, and more than capable of being a starter again. I'm not sure, Nick, that this video with that caption is going to sway teams looking to bring him in, unsure of what his health is right now. But what was your reaction when you saw this Instagram post? Well, it's literally all he can do right now. And I listen, if people are upset with the font Cam Newton uses on Instagram, he's been doing it since he's got an Instagram. Is it using this wing-ding style lettering? I don't understand it either, but you can read what he said. It Listen, he's doing all you can do in a quarantined world to show the world that he's ready to go. And I can, I can it says, see your goal, understand the obstacle, create a positive mental picture, clear your mind of all self-doubt, embrace the challenge, stay on track, show the world you can do it. And then he's got some weird like hammer and sickle type thing. It says crafting. So that's what it, listen, he's just trying to show everyone, I guess it's not hammer and sickle, it's like a hammer and a wrench, hammer and sickle is a different thing. So he's just trying to show the world I'm healthy, and that in a universe that there's only about 20 people walking the face of the earth who are actually a quality NFL quarterbacks, he's reminding them he's one of those 20. And I I don't think there it is fair to critique Cam in this regard. Like, why isn't he doing more? Because he's doing all he can given the circumstances. And I truly believe that, and obviously there are far greater concerns in the world right now, but one of the minor, minor, you know, call it uh, issues that has come about because of this pandemic is that Cam hasn't been able to sit down with a team and a team doctor. If we were living in a pre-coronavirus world, I believe Cam would already be on a team, and he's trying to get that ball rolling for when the world continues to open up more and more wilds as we're seeing it starting to do. Yeah, the weird part about this, Nick, though, is he looks healthy. Anthony Lynn said he was healthy, but we keep on hearing crickets from teams that kind of need Cam Newton. Ron Rivera hasn't made any moves. We heard some Seattle stuff. That fell apart. Supposedly Josh McDaniels doesn't like him. It's very odd that there hasn't been more activity around Cam, but I think the silver lining is I think Cam just needs to chill out. And the date that I've circled on my calendar here is September 27th, if we can put up the graphic. Why September 27th? That's week three of the NFL season. And we looked back on the quarterback carousel from last year. Look at the Drew Brees, week one. Nope, Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt. Sam Darnold gets mono. Luke Falk comes in. Ryan Fitzpatrick just stinks, gets shellacked by the Patriots. They go with Josh Rosen. Nick Foles gets hurt week one. 
Gardner comes in, and Big Ben gets hurt, and Mason Rudolph comes in. So whatever your plans are for week one, they change dramatically by week three. The name that's not on there, and here's the tricky part, Jenna, is Cam Newton. So Cam Newton got hurt, and then Kyle Allen came in. So I don't know if people think he's healthy or not healthy. Anthony Lynn says he's healthy. By week three, he should be on a starting team, Jenna. Look, it's a good point. I loved the video. I thought it was actually a really cool video. I'm not sure it's enough for teams looking at it to say, you know what, he looks healthy enough to bring him in. They're, they're, he's not looking to be a backup. We know this. He wants to get paid a lot of money. Teams would have to pour a lot of money into him sight unseen, and maybe that's the hesitation. Greg, what, what was your reaction to seeing these Instagram posts? I agree with, with both Wilds and Nick. I, to Nick's point, this is all he can do, literally all he can do to showcase his physical appearance, um, his health to teams. Obviously, we know he can throw the football when healthy. Um, and, and just a statement you made about him just wanting to be a starting quarterback, he has even uh, gone past that and beyond that and said he's willing to just be a part of a team. Like I, He will accept a, a backup role just to be a part of a team and earn his stripes all over again. And when you have a guy that's saying that and putting out footage like this and film like this and, and words like success and then really defining that and, and when it comes to how he's working, there's a level of frustration that's underlining all of that, that's uh, planted within all of that. And I think it, it's rightfully so um, because here's a guy who should definitely undoubtedly be on a roster without us having this conversation because of his talents and what he's done in the past, regardless if he's been hurt, we know who he is when healthy and teams could use this type of a player at quarterback under center, whether it is starting or whether it is a backup to their starter. Cam Newton is not one of these guys that should not be or should be searching for a job right now. And I think a lot of it has to do with the point that Nick is making with us being in this pandemic Teams not actually being able to physically sit down with Cam Newton and, and right. go take him through a workout to where they can see where his health is. Well, one of the teams that's been loosely linked to Cam, though from Cam to the team, not necessarily the team to Cam, has been the Patriots. Uh, our friends over at Fox Bet now actually have the Washington uh, as the front runner to land the former MVP, whereas former coach Ron Rivera is now the head coach there with Washington. Now, Nick, I'll let you decide. Where do you think Cam should go? Well, I think you, you can kind of put it into three tiers. And just quickly before I get to it, the only issue I would take with anything that was said earlier is the, the, the assertion that Cam wants a lot of money. We don't know that. We don't know if Cam is. We heard this. Cap dealt with this. Now, Cap was out of the league for a different, more nefarious reason. But people just asserted, well, Colin Kaepernick wants starter money even though he never said that and there was never any quality reporting on that. So I don't know. Maybe Cam does want $25 million a year. And by the way, given the going rate for quarterbacks in this league, that sounds about right. But maybe Cam would take $5 million if it meant he could be a starter somewhere. What's working against him is there's only two teams in the league right now that you say he could plug in and be a starter on. They're the top of my list. That's the Patriots and the Jags. Now, 
That doesn't mean those are the only teams I think he's better than their starter, but every other team either has a high draft pick or someone they've just brought in that they think can be the starter. So that's the first bucket, Jags and Patriots. The next bucket is the teams with the geriatric quarterbacks, 38-plus. So that's the Steelers, the Colts, and the Bucks. The Colts are probably the most questionable one on this list because they have Jacoby sitting right behind Phillip Rivers, but they've clearly soured on Jacoby or else they don't give Rivers $25 million. The Steelers, I'm sure, have questions about Big Ben's health and weight. And the Bucks, I, I know they're a trendy pick. Tom Brady's going to be 43 years old. And they don't have, I mean, Ryan Griffin is not someone you want to plug and play on a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. And then there's the last group, and this is the one people are going to push back on the most. But these are teams that I believe think they have real, in the, for the Niners wow. and, the, and the Bills, not only playoffs, but Super Bowl hopes, whose coaches, I think, in quiet conversations know we might not have the guy at quarterback. Our weak link might be the quarterback. With the Niners, we know they consider bringing in Brady. And the Bills, we know they watch Josh Allen play. So they don't have to say anything. You just watch him play. It's like, ah, are we going to be good enough with this quarterback? So to me, Wilds, those are the buckets I would put the different categories as far as where it makes the most sense for Cam. Look, as uh, my AFC East brethren, the Bills Mafia can fire up the uh, Nick Wright memes of getting slammed through a table in the parking lot. I think they like Josh Allen much more than you. I'm a big fan of Cam, of course, and I've had an emotional roller coaster, Jenna, as we know, that I've forced myself to fall in love with Jarrett the Javelin and asked uh, the producers of the show of to stop running the Cam Patriots Photoshop. So, do I want Cam up? See? Oh. Oh, oh, they did not listen. No one's listening to Do I like this? Guys, yes. Jenna's having a, a, I, I, an I am. It's also... Do we have to stop the show? Finally, I mean, Jenna, some modern music. I love it. Oh, she's dancing. I, I oh, can't Jenna, I can't you were having a fit. Oh, okay, hey, Nick. You know what? Wilds, finish My your take. Was that, is that, you got anything else? I, I, Nick interrupted yeah, you with his ridiculous I want Cam Newton. about my dance. I've got two impossible things. I have to trust Belichick, and I obviously Cam Newton is the quarterback of the Patriots. Do I know more about the Patriots than Bill Belichick? No. So I have to trust Bill Belichick, but obviously this is the answer. But I respect Bill Belichick, so obviously it's not, but it obviously is, Greg. It's frustrating, and I, that's why I'm, I don't like the Photoshop. Well, going back to Nick's tier, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, although it's not the most lovable place for a guy like Cam Newton to go, I think that would give him a chance to actually start and win that starting position and then build his resume all over again. The remaining, I'll touch on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one. I think that's a very interesting um, team there, wow. Nick, because if if Tom, if there was something that happens to Tom Brady, your your hopes and dreams are out the window. And if you have Cam Newton standing on the sideline, they're still right there in front of you. And I think that's very interesting. And, and to your team of the San Francisco 49ers, that's another team. I think it's Nick Mullins is their backup. Their hopes and dreams will rely in the hands of Nick Mullins. And to your point, again, Nick, they don't really like what they have in front of Nick Mullins. A hundred percent. They will they will take it. They will honor it and they will move on with it. But they don't really absolutely they're not in love with it. A healthy lifestyle should be easy, right? 
eat veggies, drink green smoothies, exercise, get your heart rate up, and do yoga to bring your heart rate back down. Well, maybe not so easy, but there is something that helps improve everything, and you can literally do it with your eyes closed. It's sleep. Sleep Number knows what it takes to sleep your best. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed lets you choose your ideal firmness, comfort, and support on each side, your Sleep Number setting. It's the perfect solution for couples. These beds are so smart, they respond to your every move and automatically adjust to keep you sleeping comfortably all night. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. And now, for a limited time during the Memorial Day sale, save $1,000 on the new Sleep Number Special Edition Smart Bed, a queen, now only $17.99. You'll only find Sleep Number at Sleep Number stores or by visiting www.sleepnumber.com. Back here with Greg Jennings. We're drawing a blank now. NFL.com released a list of their top deep ball quarterbacks. Coming in at number one, not Mahomes, not Rodgers, not Big Ben. It was Dak Prescott. Nick, Dak being ranked the best deep passer in the NFL is blank. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> this is this gives analytics and advanced stats a bad name, which is why I'm personally offended by it. We're fighting. We're you can't be fighting a two front war on the smart football analysis battlefield where we already have to deal with the old school scouts saying I test, I test, and then also we have our own our own charlatans working against us. It's like, well, actually, when you look at it like this, listen, it's analytics run amok. If you if you created an algorithm, and when you input the data, you come up with Dak Prescott as the best deep ball passer in the NFL, then guess what? Your algorithm is broken. I have a very quick story. ESPN <laughs> a decade ago, they are like, hey, we've got a brand new way to evaluate quarterbacks. It's proprietary. Yeah, total it's QBR. total QBR. It's going to revolutionize the way we evaluate quarterbacks. And they're a whole new method. You know what they came up with as the single greatest football game ever played by a quarterback? A game by Charlie Batch where he had 189 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks. That was the greatest game ever. You know what ESPN did after that? They were like, oh, our formula's broken. Got to go back to the lab and fix it. So same thing here. Go back to the lab, not ready to come out of the oven yet. Needs a little more time, a little more seasoning, because this analytics run amok. It's insanity, Greg Jennings. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. But this is why stats are so misleading. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, See? although he had a tremendous year statistically and individually, his team trailed seven games going into the fourth quarter. Eight games coming out of the locker room at halftime. And guess what? They lost every one of them. What does this mean? Why am I even bringing this up? Because when you're trailing, what do you do to catch up? You throw the ball. And you throw the ball deep. You throw the ball as many times as you possibly can. Dak Prescott threw 596 attempts last year. That was fifth among all quarterbacks. Of course, he's going to have more opportunities and shots down the football field. But this is, I'm with you 100%, Nick. This is why stats are so misleading. I can't even believe they were able to 
fulfill this list with Dak Prescott at number one. I'm not saying he doesn't throw a good deep ball, but for him to be named the best deep ball thrower in this league, there's too many guys who throw it better. You know, Jenna, I try to keep my answers Brady criticism free. But when I saw Brady here at number four, I was like, oh, boy, this might test my take integrity. It goes Brady, Kyler, then Watson, Cousins, Fitzpatrick, Matt Ryan, and Baker rounds out the top ten. And this is not a lie because I I was hanging around YouTube, and the old YouTube algorithm is just perfectly pitched to exactly what I want to watch. I watched uh, uh, Tom Brady to Randy Moss. That's when Tom Brady was good. But having him be the fourth best deep ball passer – at the age of 42 last year, uh, I have to agree with Nick. Sorry. Still criticism free, but I Sorry, agree with Sorry, we Nick. know you're, you're, you're anti-robots. You're anti-data. You're anti-analytics. I, I get big it. Time. I get it. All right. Speaking oh, of time. lists, though. Speaking of lists. You ready, Nick? CBS Sports Analyst Pete Prisco yep. releases rankings for the top 100 players of 2020. No big surprises in the top 10. But missing from the entire list was Carson Wentz. The only saving grace for Wentz, Nick Foles also left off the list. Nick, Wentz being left <laughs> off the top 100 players of 2020 list is blank. Oddly defensible. Like, listen, I, I know Pete Prisco uh, very well. He's a bit of a curmudgeon. He's a little polarizing figure in the NFL circles. But I, you can make the case because you look at the quarterbacks he has ahead of him. Mahomes, Russell, Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, not sure. Dak, maybe. Deshaun, definitely. Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins. It's like, okay, I, you can uh, you can make the case that he's not one of that he's not better than those quarterbacks. I wouldn't make it. I'll tell you though, Pete, what's not defensible. I want to read a description of one of his top 100 players just quickly. He had a career best seven and a half sacks last season as he continued to be a pocket rusher from the inside. He's good against the run, but he does need more help around him. That was his description of what he called the 22nd best player in football, Grady Jarrett. Pete, if the best you can say about a guy is he has seven and a half sacks and he's kind of good against the run, me thinks he might not be a top 25 player in the league. So Pete, I can defend you on the wins thing, but how Grady Jarrett came in at number 22, is beyond explanation, which makes the whole list lose, as Wild would, would put it, it's take integrity, list integrity out the window. So this is oddly defensible. The rest of the list is not Greg Jennings. The entirety of the list was absurd. The fact that he doesn't have Carson Wentz on the list, it's absurd. I, I completely disagreed with this list. But when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and you look at the important players on that team, and did they make the playoffs? Oh, they did with Carson Wentz being heroic with no weapons around them because they were all injured. But you got Lane Johnson who makes it on the Eagles. Great player. You got Kelsey who makes it at center. Great player. And you got Zach Ertz who makes it on this list. Great player. And you say, but but your quarterback, nah, he, he's not good enough. What? How? That's the only way they even had a chance of getting to the playoffs last year is because of the way that Carson Wentz was able to go about playing and facilitating that football. I completely agree with so much of this list, specifically the Carson Wentz thing. 
My goodness. The whole world is up in arms about lists. Nick hates every list. The guy got the number 22 thing wrong. He has a hundred, it's a list of a hundred guys. So it's 1% <laughs> off and he invalidates the entire list. I wrote good company. Look, he's got, it says, uh, he's got Ben Roethlisberger and Carson Wentz and just missed. He's right there. He's 103. What's the difference? Cause he's you got 10 right fingers there. and units of 10. You're mad at 103. He's right Devin there. Devin McCourty's not on the list. And Julian Edelman, Hall of Famer, not on the list either, Nick. So I, I think it's good company oh, to be, okay. you know, an honorable mention. Uh, uh, Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman not on the list. Would Julian Edelman make up? Uh, you know what? I'm not even. I'm, I'm going to take the high road in the Ju Julian Edelman beef. I'm taking okay. the high road. I'm not even engaging. J Wild's trying to bait me on this. Jenna, go ahead. I'm not going to talk about Julian Edelman. <laughs> He's a top 100 player that was arrested this offseason. Definitely. <laughs> He's 103 wild. He's right there. On to the Bucks now. Their newest tight end, Rob Gronkowski, still working his way back from retirement with Gronk saying, I'm basically four more protein shakes away from being at my plane weight. Nick, a protein shake is a combination of protein powder, milk, ice, and oftentimes uh -huh. fruit and nut butter. Then I will ask you the question. <laughs> Gronk's comeback <laughs> season with the Bucks <laughs> will be blank. Jenna, to me, Gronk's comeback season with the Bucks, unfortunately, might be like Jerry Seinfeld's latest stand-up, which is you see it, you're like, oh, he's back. This makes me feel warm and safe and happy, reminds me of a simpler time, and you watch it in the beginning. And Careful, you're like, Nick. Oh, oh, oh. And then by the end of it, you're just a little sad, and you're like, oh, he's not what he wow. once was. And you start to question, Shots was he fired. ever actually that funny? Like, I don't want to do that with Gronk. Okay. I don't no. want to have the moment uh -huh. I had with the latest Seinfeld Santa where it's like, why do you drive on a parkway and park on a driveway? And I'm like, wait, that was ever considered He's got better jokes. And then you start to wonder, wait, was Larry David actually the brains behind the operation? Here it comes. And I wonder with Gronk and Tamper, wow. we're going to say, was Bill Belichick actually the secret sauce of this whole thing? And so I... You know, it starts off and you're so happy to see him back. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, there's just a little sad, Greg Jennings. Wow. No, that's Greg. I actually no. think it's going to be huge. I think Gronk return is oh. going to be huge for a couple of reasons. Not so much just the st statistically, um, but the importance of having a safety blanket and a safety net for a quarterback is huge. I think Tom Brady really luring him back in, wanting that safety net, that safety valve that he didn't have last year in New England to make sure, to ensure that he has someone to just throw it to. I got it. I get it. He has a lot of weapons around him, but there is nothing like having a familiar face, a familiar uh, sense of security that you know you can trust in in Rob Gronkowski, and I didn't even mention the red zone presence that he brings and the impact that he has down there. So I think he's going to have an impactful year and a huge year. All right, Jenna, I'm going to give about five answers in uh, 30 seconds here, so bear with me. <laughs> My real answer is 0.025, because that's how much a tear weighs. I, I looked up how much a tear weighs. And after we saw those <laughs> videos of Tom Brady, or actually still photos, I think when we see Gronk in a Tampa Bay uniform, it's gonna hurt a little bit more. Okay, that's answer number one. My second thing was I wasn't expecting 
Uh, Jets fan Larry David is Bill Belichick is a great take. You should put that in the take uh, incubator, Nick, and figure that one out. It's excellent. And third, Jenna, just to kind of get you off the Seinfeld thing and put us back in a safe space so you don't reach through the camera and attack Nick, uh, resistance bands. I'm just out on them. I know you and Greg are the workout experts on the show, but just oversized rubber bands. I'm just old school, real weights. I'm just out on resistance bands, guys. Just, I'm totally out. I'm just, resistance bands, go away. Wilds is like, and while I'm saying words, here's another thing that's firing me up. I don't like pliability. I don't like avocado ice cream. I gotta go. We gotta take a break. Welcome back. Time now for our rewarding performance sponsored by Capital One Venture Card. What's in your wallet? The debate continues to rage on over Saints back up to the backup quarterback Taysom Hill. Is he or is he not the next big star in the NFL? According to Jay Glazer, he just might be. Glazer said no smokescreen. He's the guy. Sean Payton loves him, but it's not just him. The whole team loves him, not just Sean Payton. I think Sean was always hoping to unleash him on the league without anyone seeing him before, but now we've seen it with Lamar Jackson. He's a bigger Lamar Jackson. No, not a smooth screen. He likes him that much. He'll be the guy. He's with the perfect coach for that. Wow, Nick, not just Lamar Jackson, but bigger than Lamar Jackson. What do you make of what Jake Glazer had to say about Taysom Hill? (laughs) All right. Uh So Jay's as plugged in (laughs) as anyone covering any beat in the world. I would say if I'm uh, Woj with the NBA, Maggie Haberman with the White House, and Jay Glazer with the NFL, the, the three people who cover their beats the best. So he's saying this because this is what he's hearing from the team. He said this at the Super Bowl with Colin Cowherd, just not the Lamar Jackson stuff. So I'm not doubting Jay's reporting. I am doubting everyone within the Saints that thinks this is viable or a plausible option. Some facts about Taysom Hill. When the next NFL season starts, he'll be 30 years old. He will go into his age 30 season with his career high for past completions in a game being at one. He's literally never completed more than one pass in any game. And he's only completed seven passes, including the playoffs, in his career. The thing he appears to be worst at in the NFL is quarterbacking. Excellent returner, pretty good guy, slot receiver. Uh, Dangerous running back. He's thrown for 169 yards, zero touchdowns, and a pick in his entire career passing the football. Okay, but what about if Drew Brees went down? Well, we had an example of that. He went down for five games. Taysom Hill not only didn't start, he threw one pass in those five games total. And so, I, but but the, Drew, uh, Jay Glazer's not the first one to bring up the Lamar Jackson thing. Brady Papinga, he won a Super Bowl with the Packers, called him, called Lamar Jackson a poor man's Taysom Hill a few months ago. So I called Brady Papinga to try to understand what I was missing. And Brady was like, Nick, you didn't watch him at BYU the way I did. And I was like, you know what, Brady? You're right. I remember one Taysom Hill game at BYU against Texas. He played great. That was like seven years ago. So I dug into it. Taysom Hill played five years at BYU. Four of those years ended in season-ending injuries. 
his final year at BYU, the year, the, the most recent time we've seen him play quarterback, here's what he did. He was 91st in the country in passer rating. He was 79th in touchdowns. He was 71st in yards. Now, in his defense, he was top 25 in one major statistical category his final year at college. Most interceptions. He was 24th in that. What are people talking about? I don't get it. <laughs> this is this story. I've never understood it. I'm not anti-Taysom, but he's 30 years old. He's never completed more than one pass in a game. He could. They could have played him last year, Wilds. They chose not to. What? Where does he's Lamar Jackson, a rich man? What's happening? I feel like I'm in World Two instead of Earth One. I don't understand, Wilds. I I, I just oh. don't. Okay. First of all, I, I love alternate universe uh, the tag. So fantastic. I, I don't know if he's the heir apparent, but he's certainly interesting. <laughs> And Roger Sherman's article totally flipped me on this. If we can put up Roger's uh, quote panel here, I'll read it to you. It seems like an obvious next step for someone like Hill to line up alongside another QB, take handoffs, and then throw the ball. I spent years dreaming about an NFL team fully buying into the promise of the two-QB system used by Louisiana Monroe in 2012, in which the right-handed quarterback and the left-handed quarterback lined up next to each other in the backfield with either capable of receiving a snap, taking a handoff, or throwing before or after the handoff. So then there was a hyperlink. So I'm like, all right, Roger, you got me. Take me to the hyperlink. Here's the hyperlink courtesy of Roger Monroe. This is just a normal play, okay? Normal football. All right. Hey, we're playing Baylor. What Do we have any tricks up our sleeve? What's our plan? And the coach of Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe, who I don't even know his name, is like, yeah, I've got a plan. How about we put two quarterbacks on the field? One's left-handed, one's right-handed. Okay, four teams out. Here comes Colton Browning and Cody Wells. Wait till you see this, Greg Jennings. What's going to happen here? All right. Oh, what? Wait a second. You're a quarterback. I'm a quarterback, too. Greg, what happens in these next two plays is so fascinating. I feel like I'm watching a new sport be invented. And Roger Sherman got me so excited. Pass. Nope. It's not a running play. I'm throwing it. The next play, Greg, is even more interesting because Baylor is totally lost at this point. So if Sean Payton doesn't want to just give the keys over to Taysom Hill because Nick has explained exquisitely that he's probably not, you know, a traditional quarterback. But if he puts him out there with Jameis, who is on the roster, watch this play, Nick. Tell me you don't like this, Nick. You're not interested in this? Okay, let me watch it. I'll watch it. I'm very intrigued just watch on what's just... about to happen in the Baylor-Louisiana-Monroe oh. game. Oh, no, it's a running play. No, but it's a oh. throwing oh. play. Throwing the ball. Oh, Baylor is like, what play. is happening? Time out. We're, we're, I, I'm totally lost. Roger Sherman did a fantastic job. Baylor quits the game like we have to relearn football. We're totally lost here. And here's the best part. I've got one more. Then I'll pass the ball to you, Greg. I'm sorry. Roger Sherman got me so excited. Last year, not only did, or did Sean Payton run two quarterbacks at the same time, occasionally, if we can put up the tweet, he ran three. He put Teddy, Drew, and Taysom Hill all on the field at the same time. Chaos is happening, Greg Jennings. We're in a new era of football. It's fantastic. So for that reason, I am pro Taysom Hill. What say you, Greg? Did they win that game? No, uh, I don't know. But actually, that play with the three quarterbacks, uh, Taysom Hill did a handoff to zero yards. So look, it's not flawless. It's not flawless. Okay, so so here's, here's, here's my deal. And I'll, I'll touch on the article first. And what Jay Glazer said, 
You know what? I agree with a lot of it because, again, as Nick alluded to, he's plugged in. He understands he's talking to um, individuals within the organization who they're saying these things and he's just being the conduit, the voice. However, I played receiver. So when they when someone can tell me that they've sold this to Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and they believe oh, that he's going to be a passing threat the way that they were they've been accustomed to throughout their careers with Peyton Manning with with Drew Brees with all these great quarterbacks and that is their level of uh, value and their level of impact will not be harmed because we're going to now turn our offense into gimmicks and gadget plays and let's throw the defense off 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 side or off off tangent where they can't have a beat on what we're doing that sounds great that sounds great but you have players who may not buy totally into that because of the production and the level of production that they produce now when it comes to the gadget plays and adding more depth at quarterback and having quarterbacks on the roster that can do multiple things. Yes, Taysom Hill can do that. However, to say he's Lamar Jackson, we have not seen him in this league do the things that Lamar Jackson has done for an extended period of time. We've seen several players in this league come and make a splash for a moment, for a game, for a couple games, but for the duration of an entire season, we have not seen a guy do what Lamar Jackson has done. How do we know? Because he set records. Like Mike Vick didn't even do what, what Lamar Jackson did. So to, to compare him, I, I, can, I can understand the comparisons because he's a running quarterback. He's a little more reckless even than Lamar Jackson, which if you listen to what Nick said, which is why out of the four of his five seasons in collegiate play, he, he, he got injured. So we talk about Lamar Jackson and his decision-making with running the ball and how he has to be smart. Well, this is something that Taysom Hill obviously is going to have to do. He's going to have to be smart. He's a reckless quarterback. Not saying he's not a good one. Not saying he doesn't have promise. But I just don't totally buy it. Listen, he's not going to be Lamar Jackson. Up to this point, his career has been Tito Jackson. And we'll see if one day he can be Freddie Jackson. (laughs) But Lamar Jackson's off the board. But Jenna, before the show, brought up a really good point which was, if they loved him so much, why'd they give Teddy $7 million last year? And why'd they, give Jame- why'd they sign Jameis this year? And, and now the one action they have made to show their faith in him is Taysom Mills got a $16 million cap hit next season. So they, I, he does appear to be in their plans. I just don't think it makes a lot of sense. But almost most importantly, before we finish the segment, I want to put something on the screen real quick. One of my online Twitter nemesis, Clipper Daryl, sent out quite the flattering tweet about our Jenna Wolf. Hashtag Woman Crush Wednesday, Jenna Wolf, my new best friend. I love how she keeps getting it right on his toes and their show FDF on FS1. Jenna's comebacks are fantastic. Must see TV. Hashtag Let's Go Fan Truth. Clipper Daryl cares. Woman Crush Wednesday. How about that for one Jenna Wolf? Clipper Daryl. You Why got his woman crush Wednesday. Congratulations just, to you. Let's just I love it. it. I love it. Wait, yeah, I did I see that. Hold on, marinating it. For a split you, second, I thought it was Dale Morey, and I got real excited, Nick. I didn't look too closely. You know how I am with facts and words and everything. I was like, woohoo! Daryl's gotten in enough trouble uh, on Twitter. Awesome. 
Daryl can't be I tweeting know, out Woman Crush Wednesdays. <laughs> Married father. <laughs> that is true. That would that be did a cause a, that was a little, that raised a little red flag. That wouldn't work. Uh, wow, that, you guys just work. made my Thursday. Thank you very much. And I knew it was Thursday. Sure. Love it. Back here, first things first. Time now for stories to start your morning. Sponsored by Ram Trucks. There we built go. To serve. Want to see Nick's blood pressure rise? Check out Paul Pierce's top five NBA players of all time. You got Jordan, Kareem, Russell, Magic, Kobe, and LeBron. Oh, my bad. LeBron, not on the list. Nick, I'm guessing he did not nail this one. Listen, those are all all-time great players. You have the second, the third, the fifth, the fourth, and the eighth greatest player ever. So in and of itself, you would say, oh, it's not a terrible top five. But it, it's like ranking elements in order of importance and not including oxygen. Like, no one's got anything against argon, but if you have it on the list and not oxygen, you might either be an idiot or you might have some biases. <laughs> I wouldn't be rude enough to call Paul Pierce an idiot, so instead I'm just going to give you a little history lesson as to why Paul Pierce is so wounded by LeBron James. In 2008, when LeBron James was 23 years old, the Cavs played the Celtics in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference semifinals. LeBron dropped 45-5-6, but the Celtics won, and Paul Pierce played the single greatest game of his career, 41-4-5 in a Game 7. That, by the way, was the last Game 7 LeBron James lost. The Celtics then knocked LeBron out of the playoffs again a couple years later, his final game in Cleveland. From that moment forward, LeBron James wrecked single-handedly, the end of Paul Pierce's career. 2011, Game 5, Eastern Conference Semifinals, 87-87, Pierce guarding LeBron. LeBron scores 10 consecutive points, including two wildly disrespectful threes right in Paul Pierce's eye to send the Celtics home. 2012, after Paul Pierce said some wildly out-of-pocket things to LeBron during Games 4 and 5 of that series, Game 6 in Boston, LeBron has the single greatest game of his career, 45-15-5. and five. Paul, by the way, was 4 for 18, and that was the end of the Big Three in Boston. Two years later, Paul Pierce is on a team that was built to take on LeBron's heat. Remember that Nets team? KG, Paul Pierce, going to sign Darren Williams. Got a Russian oligarch who's spending all this money. The Nets are down in the series to LeBron's Miami Heat, and Paul Pierce says, folks, I got to guard LeBron. I got the most experience. I need to take him on. LeBron drops 49 points on his head up to that point. LeBron's career high in a playoff game. And that was the last relevant moment Paul Pierce had in the NBA. So I say all that to say this. We know who hurt you, Paul. We know how they hurt you, Paul. And we know that this is you're like a judge in a case. You're a little too close to it. You should recuse yourself from the LeBron James discussions because you make yourself sound a little foolish and then you put your friends like Kevin Wilds in terrible positions because they have to go on TV and defend you. Okay. Although I'd like to be friends with Paul, I don't I, I don't I don't text Paul, but I did work with Paul. So I'd like to say a few things, not necessarily rebuttal, but just to keep in mind. One, Paul Pierce's default setting is laughter. So while everyone is so mad on Twitter, Paul is laughing at you. He's just friendly and, and nice. So he is laughing while you guys get so mad. Secondly, to anyone 
who is saying Paul Pierce only won one championship. Who is he to say? It's not you, Nick. I'm really going at the people on Twitter. Paul Pierce is a finals MVP. In the history of the league, in the history of the universe, there's only been 31 people that have won that award. So just draw a comparison. There's been, and Dusty looked it up for me, 566 people who went to space. Okay, 31 MVPs and 566 astronauts. So while you can certainly have an informed opinion and even a debate about your list of favorite planets, you can't look at the astronaut and say, you've only captained a spaceship one time. What are you talking about? And thirdly, Greg, then I'll throw the ball to you. I actually think the fact that LeBron beat Paul so much makes Paul's argument more legitimate. And here's why. He could very easily take the Barkley route on this. He could say, you know why I didn't win more championships? Oh, greatest player of all time. That's why it would be good for Paul to say LeBron was the best. But he doesn't. He's just honest from his perspective as a finals MVP. That's my take. Gregory, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, for me, I just think it's, it's not even that deep. Um, it very well may be, but I don't believe it is. This is a guy who played his career in Boston. So you got to have a Boston Celtic on the list. Bill Russell is that True. guy. So that cements a Celtic. And then you can't not you can't not have Michael Jordan on the list. So he's number one. OK, so then where does that leave? Oh, he's from he went to high school in Inglewood. He's from the Bay Area. He's he's been a Laker fan his entire life. So he lists in order his greatest Lakers of all time in Kareem, Magic and Kobe. And he leaves LeBron completely off the list. I don't think this is like a disrespectful slap to LeBron. It may be that way because we're looking at a, a top five that doesn't have LeBron James and none of us would put that. But in Paul Pierce's mind, he's going to put his top three Lakers he has to put a Boston Celtic guy. I'm not saying Bill Russell isn't a top five player because he is. And then you can't leave off Michael Jordan. Simple. There you go. Okay. So but here's the only here's the only problem, Wilds. And this and well reasoned by both of you. And it was a great defense of your dear friend Paul Pierce. But here's to me the <laughs> mo more important element of this because I've noticed this post Jordan doc. The folks that are on the LeBron side of the argument don't ever do to Jordan what the Jordan folks do to LeBron. Nobody is out here, the folks that like me that believe LeBron's the greatest player ever, no one ever says Jordan is anything worse than second, maybe a few thirds out of respect to Kareem. But the Jordan folks out here saying, like, listen, LeBron's just a healthier Tracy McGrady. LeBron's lucky if he's top 10. LeBron is, Le LeBron is, you know, Ray Allen had to save him. Kyrie had to save him. And these folks, nobody does it to Jordan. Nobody does it to Kareem. It's a weird thing, Wilds, we're seeing post-Jordan Doc being like, LeBron, is he actually in the top 10? Let's look at it. That's something that only happens to him, and it strikes me that it comes out of insecurity from others, Wilds. Okay. The only other thing, Nick, that I want to add on, and this was on the original graphic from ESPN, is that it notes that last week, Paul did have LeBron in the fifth spot. So while you uh, hold near and dear 
take integrity to your heart. It's the foundation of not only our existence, but the bedrock of this entire show. Paul does, it doesn't have take integrity. Paul, switch it up. Maybe next week we get a new list. It doesn't matter. Let's see how this one reacts. So I, I'm, I'm good with Paul, but there's no take integrity with uh, Paul Pierce like there is with Nick. All right, let's let this one sit. Let's move on to Big Ben Roethlisberger and his latest throwing session where his wide receiver Ryan Switzer said, quote, you know, like when the ball cuts through the air <laughs> and you can story. hear that <laughs> sound, that's what Juju said it sounded like. <laughs> I didn't hear, but man, I've been trying to catch with no gloves for a couple of months to build up these calluses. But ask my hands how they feel catching his throws. Man, he let it rip. So, Greg, how assuring is Big Ben's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how assuring that sound would be, but again, when you oh, go from Mason Rudolph throwing you a football to Ben Roethlisberger throwing you a football, it is definitely going to sound different. It's, it's Ben Roethlisberger. This is their guy. This is who they got acquired to the team and saw as the team, the franchise, the face of the franchise. This is their Aaron Rodgers. This is their Pat Mahomes. This is their Tom Brady. This is their guy. So they want to experience. They're going to say everything positive about Big Ben, which they should because he is a great quarterback and they're excited to have him back. Nick, just give me the data on the microchipped footballs. I just want the data. Big Ben was throwing a microchip football at uh, spi velocity, spiral efficacy, spiral rate. But instead, we get stories of like, you know why I think he's back? <laughs> Give me the data. Nick, I just want to win Oh, good news. He got even better. What was it like? It was like this. Zing, zing, zing. No, and now he's really back. He's better than ever. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Just give me the data. Give me the data from the microchip football. Sorry. I'm just going to give you a quick anecdote about the concern about Big Ben. In the city of Pittsburgh, there is no bigger Ben Roethlisberger supporter than local media star Andrew Filipponi. He appears to be friends with him. He's been his biggest supporter for a decade. Andrew first advocated they bring in Jameis as a backup, and now is advocating they bring in Cam as a backup. Me thinks there might be a little Ooh. concern even internally about Ben's ability to hold up throughout the season, Jenna. What about poof, poof, poof? All right, well, Nick. Nick, quickly, we got one more story here. The latest NFL yeah. jersey sale rankings. Oh, I wanted to run this by you. Surprise, surprise. To his iconic aqua uniform, top of the list. Look at the trend yeah. you started, buddy. Tua, one and two. Because of those gorgeous Dolphins uniforms. Uh, Greg, if he, do you think, think about how great that uniform would have looked over that gorgeous shirt, Greg. That has some of the same accents. Oh, you no. You should have put it on. I Greg, love it. it great job, everybody. See you, Jenna. Yeah. See you tomorrow, everybody. Oh, oh, I didn't even notice.